Hi, I'm Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview experts from different countries about local business secrets and international expansion experience. My guest today is Rodolfo Moseres Diepa. He has uh, 30 plus years experience in international trade and investment, runs RMD and Associates Consulting, and helps the Canadian government in assisting Canadian businesses in their expansion. And before that, Rodolfo made a career as a consul and trade commissioner to Canada for TPO Pro Colombia with a mandate to promote and develop SME experts from Colombia into the Canadian marketplace and to complete the FTA, free trade agreement, between Colombia and Canada. And as you have already guessed, today we will talk about Colombia, a beautiful and interesting country in South America. Hi, Rodolfo. Buenos dias, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Dimitro. Pleasure to be here. Could you describe the general situation in Colombia right now? Because uh, I know that a lot of people know that uh, you had uh, a lot of struggles uh, in the past. And uh, I, I also know that the situation changed quite a lot. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Colombia ha- right now is going through a a what would would call in politics a pendulum moment. Uh, as you know, the democratic countries, they go from time to time, from the left to the center to the right. Um, the good thing about Colombia is that it's really one of the most solid democracies in Latin America. So it has some pretty strong democratic foundations at the institutional level. Mm-hmm. Institutions are very solid. And right now, the uh, current government has been the first time a leftist government has been elected. Mm-hmm. They're one year into office. They have three more years to go. And uh, I would say that there's a lot of a lot of uh, changes going on because the, the left in power in Colombia is new to Colombia. Uh, so it's been a very dynamic situation. And um, looking forward... Uh, Let's see what you know, what happens three years down the road. As you see in the rest of the region, uh, as in a little bit like, as in Europe, the pendulum has been swinging a little bit to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, it. Would not be a surprise uh, that uh, situations change again in three years. But having said that, the most important factor is that Colombia is a very solid democracy, and. So it's a, it's, it's a situation in which, you know, the, the people who are in the center, the left or the right, uh, they can argue and discuss, and they can also peacefully come to terms as far as power transition. Okay. Okay. And, and um, take into account that um, you have had quite an insta- instable uh, past with uh, war conflict, and it was not the, the most safe place to travel and to make business. But I know that uh, now it is over. More or less, yeah. So how, how safe it is now to make business in Colombia and to travel there? It, it's actually quite quite safe. Uh, I remember uh, when I started my post as trade commissioner uh, back in 2009-2008, going into Canada, and the country had a pretty uh, difficult reputation as an unsafe uh, country. Even some people would call it non-viable. Uh, due to the internal turmoil. However, since since 2009 till now, uh, the situations have been changing dramatically. And uh, and uh, 
I, I remember, for example, when I was in Canada talking to Canadian businesses in 2008, 2009, and they were like, you know, like, why are we, we shouldn't even be talking because, you know, nothing is going to happen. And the situation in, in the nine years I was in, in, in office in Canada, situations really changed dramatically. And you have an influx of Canadian investment into Colombia. That's just to illustrate that mm -hmm. situation in the country has changed. Mm -hmm. uh, challenges remain, of course, because the source of, uh, of internal instability comes out of the, the basically drug trafficking, to be mm -hmm. quite... Uh, that's the source of, of, of many or <laughs> a lot of the challenges that Colombia has. But having said that, things have been uh, overcome and business has learned how to uh, work. And, and that, that, if you will, that bad part has its own small uh, micro ecosystem. That mm -hmm. if you're in the in the as the majority of Colombia is in in the legal business, uh, you will have no problem. Uh, of course, the main thing is always to be uh, handheld by locals, mm -hmm. uh, reputable locals. That's the a very important recommendation, which not only applies to Colombia, it applies to every country. You don't go to a country and try to do things on your own without. Uh, having a, appropriate local uh, guidance on where to go and what not to do. Good. C uh, coming back to the what you have said um, of uh, having understanding of local market and um, yeah, imagine uh, the situation that, uh, for example, Ukrainian value-added uh, products producer would like to enter Colombian market. What would uh, you advise them to do? What kind of steps or main steps uh, to do before doing that? Well, in, in you know, in these days, I've been in, in this business, as you mentioned in my introduction, for more than 30 years. And what has happened today is that uh, it's unreal the amount of fast <clears throat> research one can do online uh, regarding a preliminary analysis of a market, whether there's some interest or not, there is numerous, numerous sources that a businessman can can uh, have access to, uh, which are free on the internet, to do research mm -hmm. on the market profile of a country or a segment or a sector. And, and to begin with, you, also, you have the Colombian trade, the TPO ProColombia, which has a website Colombia Trade, uh, which has a website which also car uh, caters to the uh, countries trying to sell into Colombia. Mm -hmm. So that's a source of information. The WTO, World Trade Organization website with statistics, it's very friendly and you can get a lot of information there. And uh, I might add that perhaps one of the best uh, sources of of the sector you're, you have an interest in <clears throat> are the trade associations. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> trade associations in Colombia are very good. And it's a, it's a, a very good uh, way to obtain uh, leads from reputable established businesses. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, in the trading, in the trading arena, you find a lot of people who are like, 
uh, not necessarily the businessman, but, you know, representatives <clears throat> and sales mm -hmm. advisors and advisors. <clears throat> but through the trade associations, you can go directly to the businesses. And you mean you mean you mean this is like the sector trade associations, yeah, like private uh, sector trade associations, trade association of uh, construction business exactly. or furniture construction, business, metal mm -hmm. working, construction, mm -hmm. food industry, and so forth. Mm -hmm. There's a, a good list, and and they're very good. They're very. Uh, and they are responsive. So because in, sometimes in, in countries, what I face uh, that uh, they are more formal, you know. So in this case, uh, they are quite proactive. Yeah? Yes, they are proactive. They they most of them have English speaking, and mo mo most of them also have like a a a an inter an international trade division. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's it's really a pretty good starting point, if you will, to mm -hmm. identify established serious uh, businesses what about uh, the governmental statistics uh, or the the government portals because uh, uh, for example in canada they are perfect yeah so you can find anything yeah, and it is quite reliable yeah in, in canadian uh, websites governmental websites how it is in colombia the they are actually pretty good the only comment i would probably say because i was checking it uh it's super easy to consult. The only thing is it's in, in Spanish. <laughs> mm -hmm. However, okay. it's up to date. It's you can go to to a very good uh, grade of detail. <clears throat> you can really pinpoint out to the ten digit level of the mm -hmm. harmonized uh, oh, yeah. tariff system. You oh can yeah, go and the the process to consult is very. And maybe you would not have a. Um, because it's very straightforward so maybe from spanish to english it's just exports you choose exports imports and then you have the hs number yeah it is not too too difficult to, exactly. to understand or to trans even to translate with uh, with some automatic translation because spanish is quite good translated to english okay so the first step is to analyze the market from like the cabinet research yeah to do uh, your homework and get information about the country and uh, the potential markets. What what would be the next one? Well, the the next step would be um, to have some uh, before in country having some cultural sensitivity of how you do business mm -hmm. because there are differences indeed. Um, and I'm going to mention a. An example to show how different uh, Latin America can be, because you know it's it, well that's Latin America. You deal with it this way, and that's a generalization. <laughs> and I'll just give you an anecdote. Uh, when I was trade commissioner, we had focus meetings with the business community in Colombia to explain how was the culture of the countries that we would represent. So we have a meeting. Uh, with the North American bloc, meaning me as a trade representative of Canada, the U.S. trade representative, and the Colombian trade representative in Mexico, and uh, part of the of the workshop was telling the business community in Colombia how to deal culturally with Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. So my at that point, uh, my Colombian counterpart heading the Mexico office, gives a speech. On, and it was, this was the cultural aspect of doing business. And he goes, the first thing you have to do is uh, establish a personal relationship. 
So if you go to an office, for example, and you see pictures uh, of the of the kids of the businessman doing there, start talking about the kids and maybe establish some relationship about the sports and it'd probably be soccer. And then you would be talking about that. And then, you know, talking about the personal family. And for example, when you go to a dinner, uh, the etiquette there is you don't talk about business during dinner. You only talk about business after you pay the bill <sighs> in the dinner, after you pay the bill, in the dinner, you then you talk your business case. And I was paying close attention. Then he goes, in addition to that, in Mexico, <laughs> if you shake hands, you don't have a deal. You have to shake hands and a hug. Ah. If you <laughs> shake hands and there's a good hug, you close a deal. <laughs> But not the you, you shake hand doesn't mean that you're closing the deal. It has to be shake hand and a hug. And I was playing just close attention. And uh, and then it was my turn to explain how was the cultural uh, business etiquette in Canada. And I said, uh, I'm going to thank my colleague because he has made my presentation very short. The only thing I have to tell you that everything that he said, you do not do in Canada. None of that. Like nothing. <laughs> there's a you don't get into the personal life. You don't, and and there are some other things about uh, uh, which I will not mention about uh, uh, having fun in 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 a dinner and, and drinks and so forth, which which is normal in Mexico. It's it's, it's not you know it's, you have to go out and have drinks with the person in Canada. None of that. It's like you don't do that. Is it the same? Is it the same in Colombia? And it, exactly, that's to my point. Then uh -huh. I was surprised because that was the first time I was hearing that business etiquette about Mexico because in Colombia, it's not like that. In Colombia, you will talk about business during dinner. A handshake is a handshake. You have a handshake and there's a deal and there's one handshake. You got it. Uh, so there are there are differences. Mm. It's it's not like a... And you, yes, you, you, you can go out and drink, but not... Uh, uh, as much as in Mexico, for example. What should you know about the business culture in Colombia? What are the main differences that you, you have seen between Canada and Colombia? No, between Canada and Colombia, completely different because in, 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 in Canada, there's like a, like what they call a Chinese wall between the personal life mm -hmm. and the business. And it's completely to the point. No, there's no room for like, you know, I mean, you can have a very effective business meeting in Canada that lasts five minutes. And here, you will, you will in Colombia, you will never get a business done in five or ten minutes, as I mentioned, in Canada. That's out of the question. Mm -hmm. You also have to go through the know each other, to, to have the lunch or the dinner, and, like, uh, and get to, to establish a, a, a more personal relationship uh, <clears throat> to know the other person. And that's that's clearly uh, key. Um, but is it like a small talk uh, and uh, performal situation, or you really need to be uh, like uh, in a long term personal relations uh, with with your uh, long term personal relationship is, is is better. Mm -hmm. and, and also, a recommendation I would do is um, a very important recommendation is. Uh, 
whatever you agree or you understood you agree, put it in writing. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and I'm, I'm not talking about any legal contract. I'm talking about an email. To be clear that what you understood is what you spoke about. Okay, but but before before like going into these personal relations, yeah. So you yep. need to 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 find this person to yeah. <laughs> to yeah. go into <laughs> into the personal relations. How would you advise to start looking for potential clients uh, in in Colombia? One thing is, as I said, the internet research is completely key, and then there's a lot of events which uh, the TPO. Pro Colombia organizes all over the world. They have these like matchmaking forums mm -hmm. in which they even sponsor the people, the companies that go. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's a very good uh, place to meet. And that's happening on a, all over the world, uh, sponsored by Pro Colombia and, and, and in Colombia. And as a buyer, as a foreign buyer, you get sponsored. Uh, to come in mm -hmm. and and show your products, so oh, you really? can even yeah, so you can even apply for for uh, assistance, and in many tech many cases, it's uh, it's 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 you know generous. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that you have these matchmaking events in which the buyers meet the the suppliers, mm -hmm. and it's uh, you know a matchmaking thing, hour meetings, hour meetings, one after the other during the day, and it's very effective. So that's a source, the, the matchmaking forums. Uh, okay. That, that I, I would really suggest that's a, a good trade shows, you know, and mm -hmm. also going to trade shows of your area of interest. Apart from that, because I, I think, at least from my experience of working with uh, uh, TPOs, yeah, where the straight missions, it is quite a narrowed uh, search. Yeah, so you are working only with those who applied to these uh, trade missions or they... They are proactively looking for the suppliers uh, from outer world, so you are, you are missing the uh, others uh, yeah. uh, locally. Uh, if if it uh, is it possible to to find them uh, distantly, I don't know through LinkedIn, for example, or uh, maybe some matchmaking platforms or uh, Facebook. Uh, no doubt about that. LinkedIn is a fantastic source of information. And Colombian business is in LinkedIn, so it is used Completely in, in the country. Very used to it. It's uh, it's key to most you know established businesses in LinkedIn and social mm -hmm. media as well. Uh, you know, Instagram a little more lighter use, if you will, but mm -hmm. more more businesses like LinkedIn is the like the the source. And also, what would you will find in in Colombia, which was. Uh, I'm, I'm comparing my, and I remember my visit to to Ukraine. That uh, which is good. It's just so that that Ukraine Ukrainians use a lot of WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. And also the same thing in Colombia. It's amazing use of WhatsApp, mm -hmm. and you will find it in like used in most businesses, and they will answer to you from the companies on the websites. And I and I it's. Mm -hmm. Most company websites they even have the WhatsApp incorporated into the to the contact us sections, and so you can do consultations on it, and they're pretty responsive. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's clearly a tool to use. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about the cold calling or cold cold sales? Uh, how it is? 
difficult to reach the decision maker. Uh, let's say we, we have found one in LinkedIn, so we understand who is uh, the role that we are willing to address, but then we need to contact and get this WhatsApp number yeah, from him uh, or her. Uh, uh, how it is uh, easy to reach this person <laughs> through the cold calling or, uh, I don't know, emails? Yeah, uh, cold calling is emails. They will respond cold calling less. And um, there's there's one one recommendation. For example, sometimes don't go to the to the highest level first. Mm -hmm. uh, go to the assistance of the mm -hmm. higher level, and that's easier. And then you establish a relationship with the assistant to the higher level you want to contact, and mm -hmm. they will. And they will help you if you establish like a, a little relationship because um, the kind of respectful respectful of hierarchies and levels as as for example in Canada you can it's very different because you can you can do business by just leaving voicemails in the voicemail mm -hmm. and the person will respond to you but like in Colombia voicemail doesn't uh, doesn't work that well. Uh, the the previous episode was about uh, uh, Arabic uh, Emirates, uh, United yes. Arab Emirates, and um, there was this uh, this point that uh, uh, name yourself as high as possible. Yes, you get the the, the the titles. The titles play a huge role. Yes, that is that is that so is exactly si the same similar. Thing here. Similar, yeah, mm -hmm. similar exactly from title mm -hmm. to title. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about the language? Um, is it possible to make it with English, or you need yeah, to, uh, yeah. to have it, it's, uh, Spanish? It's it's really possible to make it in English because it, it's in in the business community. It's it's very very used, mm -hmm. so I I wouldn't find a difficulty there. Um, I assume that uh, one of the main trade partner of Colombia is the United States. Yeah, so oh, that's why. Yep, indeed. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're so close. Remember that you know that, for example, the three of our cities on the Caribbean Sea are just two hours and a half by airplane to Miami. And and uh, the negotiation uh, culture and the relations for the culture is more formal. Yes, as far as I understood. Yes. How should you approach the uh, people, and um, how should you call them? Like, should you use the last names, or you, you can call by first name? Uh, you should. Uh... That's tricky. That's tricky because if if you are from the same rank, uh -huh. you have more liberty to call in the first name. Okay. And, and if you're not from the same, you know, director to director, then mm -hmm. Mr. or Señor or Doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes in Colombia, Doctor is overused because they call Doctor uh, basically somebody who has a, a, a university HD. title. Without uh -huh. being, without having a doctorate or a PhD. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, like so I, I would be, I would be a doctor in in Colombia. Yeah, that's a that's a good yeah. thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, um, I would be triple doctor in Colombia. <laughs> in, in in Mexico, it's uh, it's different. It's licenciado, mm -hmm. and they call licenciado anybody who has a university degree. You immediately become a licenciado. Mm. which means somebody who's licensed or like, you know, somebody who has a degree. And you call Colombia. people like that, yeah? So like licenciado. Licenciado, the last in name. Mexico, in Colombia. Yeah, that, in, in Mexico. Mm. Yeah, in Mexico. In Colombia, no. In Colombia, they, if they think you have a title, you're a doctor. Uh-huh. You don't have to have 
not even an undergraduate. If they think that you went to university, you are a doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what should you know uh, before negotiating with Colombians? Um, any any kind of advice or tricks? No, my 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 main advice would be uh, that you have to have uh, cross references all the time. Like you know, you have to have a referral. Ah, referral from someone. Uh, from, yeah, to... But not only a referral. A reference means that somebody tells you that this company is serious or this person mm -hmm. is okay. Mm -hmm. You have to like have more than one source telling you this is a good company. That's why I mentioned you go through the trade association. They can give uh, input on, on what the company is like or their trade practices. Uh, you can go to the chambers of commerce, mm -hmm. the binational chambers of commerce, which is also a mm -hmm. good source. And to be quite honest, I don't know if there's a Colombian Ukraine Chamber of Commerce. I don't know. I don't uh, know either. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's good idea to go through the embassy of Ukraine. Yeah. So that uh, yes, might be also the, kind of an official approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it that would definitely add value to your presence if you get an introduction by the Ukrainian embassy in Colombia by the commercial attaché. If you get that type of presentation, it it works excellent for your company. So mm -hmm. I would tell the Ukrainian business community that please use the services of your country uh, in the diplomatic mission because that makes a difference. Um, what about the decision-making process? Uh, is it long? How, how long are the sales cycles? So what you should expect? They can be a little bit long. And there's one, one a word of caution. Mm -hmm. And a word of caution is that And I say this very respectfully that uh, Colombians are so um, proactive and so business-minded mm -hmm. that many times they do not know how to say no. <laughs> so sometimes so, yes, yes can be no. Exactly, because mm -hmm. it, it's, are you interested in this product? Uh, yeah, yeah, let me check it. Let me check it out. And like, no, it's they, it doesn't come out of them. It, it's not my sector. I'm not interested. They're not good at saying no. Mm -hmm. So don't be misled. It's like not, not to be impolite or why Why they are not? Or just uh, it might be like uh, now, now like, it is not interesting, but it might be interesting in the future. So I need everything. Yes, I want to give all my, it's like I want to keep all my <laughs> options open and maybe, yes, I'll connect you with somebody and then we do business. And, and it's not like, you will very little time say, have people say, you know, you know what, that's not my field. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I, I don't think I have a, I'm interested in that product because that's not the type of thing we do here. They're not good at saying that. <laughs> okay, clear. How to get uh, the real no? Uh, is it possible to, is there any ways uh, to understand what is behind? Not to understand. What's behind is for them to keep an opportunity open, but I would get to, to get a faster uh, determination on whether it's for real or not. Uh, the responsiveness to an email, for example. Mm -hmm. A well-crafted email will allow you to understand whether this guy is just saying he's interested in, in but not really you mean like not, not concrete answers yes yeah? some some exactly. uh, vague exactly. vague responses that we yeah. will find out or something might be in future yes 
this type of response. You can go like, uh, to have a better perspective, can you tell me by when you can have a, an appreciation of the presented products? Very polite, very to the point. And then you can figure out whether there's a real interest or not. Okay. And uh, talking about that, uh, how good uh, are Colombians with deadlines? Uh, can you expect that uh, what has been uh, offered to you or promised would be in time? Uh, yes, that will happen if you're dealing with a mature company that is already selling to developed markets. Mm -hmm. The companies which are already selling to developed markets, they understand that very well. Mm -hmm. But if it's a new company, that has doesn't have the experience at that uh, level it, it's a little more complicated mm -hmm. because they they do not get the, the, the you know the developed markets uh, need to be completely precise on timings and schedules mm -hmm. well it yeah i, I it, it so that's you know that's really changing quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, so for for the better because uh, the ex, the Just to give you an idea, the the exposition to uh, international trade via air, meaning all the you know all the eBay's, Amazon's, and and mm -hmm. all of those uh, companies which are doing very well in Colombia, the local business has like that has brought the level much higher to the mm -hmm. point that you are doing purchases online in Colombia. And uh, and you get same day delivery, for example. That exposure to that kind of international competition has changed uh, recently dramatically. That that manana thing here is like if you go into that manana thing, you're you're dead. <laughs> How developed is the online um, trading in general? It is. I'm doing a project in Colombia right now, so I've been here for like three months. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I have had a chance to experience firsthand, and and I have done some testing and, and and so forth. And I'll tell you, from the big companies to the small companies, they have embraced e-commerce amazingly. It is in many ways more advanced than Canada, mm -hmm. which sounds crazy, but it but it is because the the electronic uh, payment mechanisms are very, very, very developed. So it's easy for the small shop, for the medium SME, to establish an online e-commerce uh, presence. And it functions super well. People have, uh, at every level in Colombia, embraced ele electronic payments. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's part of the culture already. That e-commerce revolution in, in, in an amazing way in, in food delivery and in, in whatever groceries and hardware delivery and in anything in services. It might be a channel yeah. for coming into the country. Yeah? So the, not only the distribution networks, uh, but also the e-commerce. Clearly, clearly. And you have like, you know, the Latin American Amazon thing, which is called Mercado Libre, which works also very well. And again, and you'll find that uh, adopted by every level of society. Not it's just, you know, the, the big business, whatever. No, it's What is the attitude to, to Spain? Because uh, in, in the uh, other world, yes, yeah, so out of, out of Latin America, uh, Latin America is associated with Spanish language uh, and yeah. also like the yeah. ex-Spanish colony. Yeah. How is now the relations? Uh, and uh, Spain is a, a one of the main uh, foreign investors in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And a lot of businesses, Colombian businesses, have invested heavily in Spain as well. 
So it might be a good idea to uh, enter Colombian markets through Spanish one. Yeah. So to, if if you are from Clearly. Europe, you have to Spain, establish business in Spain and then uh, export to Colombia. Uh, yes, because and there's there's an, a, a substantial important uh, Spanish uh, investment in Colombia. Clear. Good. Thank you, thank you, Rodolfo, for for the um, very interesting conversation. Uh, is there anything that uh, I uh, you would mention about the country, but I forgotten to ask? Yes, maybe that uh, Colombia could also. You have to throw in the angle of tourism. So it's it's a country in which it's not only good for doing business, but it's also very pleasurable to visit. Uh, one of the, the the very particular things about Colombia is that it, that it's in a short uh, distance. You can be going from the beach to a perpetual glacier, mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a very small distance. Mm -hmm. And even there's a beach in the Caribbean, in a, in a place which you're you're bathing in the beach and you're watching the the, the snow caps. It, and if there's desert, there's tropical jungle, there's a prairies, there's a desert in a small piece of uh, land. I mean, when I say small, it's like. Uh, roughly the size of Ukraine. Comparable. Yeah, comparable mm -hmm. to Ukraine in, in land size. But it's, since it's a, climates are all altitude, there's, you have the, the Andes Mountains coming right in between and splitting into three into Colombia, you will find uh, just an, an incredible, mind-boggling diversity that is very pleasant. I mean, uh, so, you know, take advantage. You, you can mix uh, pleasure with business in Colombia. <laughs> As soon as we will win this war, we will do the uh, tourist traffic to Colombia as well. And I certainly hope that you win it as soon as possible. I know that's uh, it's a it's a long battle, but completely worth it. Thank you, thank you. Rodolfo. And and in Colombia, it's it's very well appreciated what you what what the Ukrainian people are doing. Thank you, thank you, and uh, thank you for the really interesting conversation and uh, sharing your experience. Fantastic, Dimitri. Thank you so much. Eh? Bye.